Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Some goings on regarding the Milwaukee Bucks. We're coming up on the trade deadline to talk a lot more about it. The co-host of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour and Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst, uh, I'll be back with him coming up this week. Steve Novak joining us on the uh, Schneider Warren Child Line. Steve, how you been, buddy? I've been good, Bill. How are you? You were in Miami getting a tan. You're at the Super Bowl. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm doing well. It was. Uh, you know how it is when you get into those fan fest situations, and you're there, and everybody's there, and all the athletes are there, and it's. Uh, it's it's a great experience, but also people tend to forget that it is work as well. So when you're up at six and you go home every night about midnight and. It is what it is. I'm not complaining about my life. I could be digging ditches in a polar vortex for all we know, you know. So we we don't worry about that, man. How you been? I don't feel I don't feel bad for you. You were in Miami, you know. Although we do have a bit of a heat wave here in Milwaukee, you know. I was seeing your pictures. You were on a balcony in Miami. Everything yeah. was looking good. So you do not have my sympathy. Yep. No, that's that's awesome. I I, I don't mind not having your sympathy as long as I still have somewhat of a, a modicum of respect. So I'm good to go. <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you this, Steve, because there was there was people down there that were talking about Bucks basketball, and I wanted to ask you because the trade deadline is is coming up, and one of the things that I have stated time and again when I, I it comes to the Bucks is, you know, you always want to get better, but at what cost? And right now, things are good. I don't do you do you mess with this? I mean, it, look, I think that this front office has earned the right to. <laughs> continue to have conversations and if they were to make a move it'd be hard to question anything at this point because they've they've really been impressive i mean john horse and the decisions he's made in terms of draft picks like dante divincenzo and and sign, signing guys in the offseason like kyle corver and robin lopez i mean it, he's been pretty incredible and so i don't know what's going to happen but I would say when you're a team that's 42 and seven, you, you just you don't need anything, obviously, compared to everyone else. I think that Chris Middleton, we've watched over the last couple of years, literally get better, right? I mean, the guy is averaging career highs and playing amazing, coming off a 51 point game against Washington a few games ago. You know, Giannis won MVP. He's gotten better. Dante DiVincenzo, we weren't even sure how good he was last year. Now he started over 20 games and he's. You know, I got the highest net rating in the league ahead of Giannis. You know, so this is a team that continues to improve and guys continue to play well. And Bledsoe's having probably his best year as a as a pro, in my opinion. And so I don't think they need anything, but I don't think that means for one second that they're not always listening and considering what will take them, you know, to that next level, even if they do have the best record in the NBA. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know what – I mean, if, if there is – see – the way I watch the Bucks is where's the weakness? And you can say at, at certain times, well, maybe this not being on the floor or this shooter. But it seems like everybody's got a role. They've defined the roles, and they've all either been solid or excelled in their roles. So what if you're sitting on the outside looking in and looking at this team as you analyze, where's the weakness? Yeah, no. I mean, at this point, the truth is, you know, talking about this team game after game and, 
road trip after road trip, look, there's there's not there's not a glaring weakness. That's the truth. That's why they're the best team record wise. And I think when we say best team, I, I do mean best team. I think they share the ball the best. I think they they find each other uh, in the right spots. They get good shots, and they're as a team. Their roles are complementary. I think when you have Giannis Tenacumpo, the most dominant paint scorer, 18 points a game in the paint, and the number one, or maybe he's number two now, fast break points per game between six and seven, you have Chris Middleton, debatably the greatest mid-range shooter in the game right now, along with guys like DeMar DeRozan or LaMarcus Aldridge or guys like that. And then you have a team that's the best top two, depending on what point in the year you've looked at it, three-point shooting team in the league along with the fact that they're the best defensive team, number one, all season long. So there's just there's not a glaring weakness. It's, it's almost laughable, I think, how consistent and dominant they are in so many areas. So, look, the areas that I think they struggle at times are strategic. I mean, you see in the games they lose, they give up a lot of made three-pointers. But the question, I think, is can a team in the playoffs make 22 three-pointers like the Denver Nuggets did four times? And, and, and so that's why I say strategic. I think when you see the Bucks have a weakness, it's an area that they say we are going to take other things away and allow perhaps a lot of three-pointers to be made. But can, it, can a team do that consistently in the playoffs against the Bucks? You know, that's to be seen. But I just think that there's just not a glaring weakness or something that needs to be, you know, desperately sought for this team. They've, they've got things covered. It's fun to watch. Uh, I watched uh, Joel Embiid the other night struggle mightily. I mean mightily. They are now in the sixth seed, uh, and Philadelphia was supposed to be the team, possibly Boston supposed to be the team vying for the top spot against the Bucs. Uh, i got to be honest, uh, for all that I've seen, all that I've witnessed, uh, the Bucks right now seem to be, other than maybe the Lakers who could make a charge, they're like head and shoulders above everybody right now in the NBA. I mean, even Houston, when they thought pairing up Westbrook and and pairing up uh, with James Harden, that was going to work out, and that's been kind of a dismal failure for two guys that don't want to play defense and want the ball. I mean, is there a team right now that you say is a legit threat to what the Bucks could offer? Uh, there absolutely are some teams. And, you know, like you said just now, the Bucks I think, are head and shoulders at this point in the year as a full body of whatever, 42 and 7, so 49 games. I think that they have shown the body of work that's not even close to anybody else. But when it comes to playoff basketball, right, it, it, it does become a, a different game. And so, yes, the NBA, although the Bucks have more wins than the Lakers and Philly and the Clippers and everybody, look, the game slows down. It becomes who can make the plays. It becomes, you know, the halftime adjustments. And the Bucks are not that much better than the Lakers. They're not that much better in a playoff series than the Clippers or the Philadelphia 76ers. And so, yeah, those teams are still very real threats. I mean, if, you, if we think we're going to watch the Bucks just roll to a championship and it's going to be a casual, you know, beating Detroit Pistons in the first round kind of finals, you know, we're crazy. You know, it's fun to watch how good they are, but it's like – it is going to be fun and competitive, and there's going to be surprises and adjustments that happen in the playoffs where it makes it NBA basketball again. So the Bucks are the best right now, but the playoffs are they're going to be a battle no matter you know how good you are. Uh, real quick, Steve, uh, when we talk about the remainder of this season, you know, th- there's going to come a time where we're going to be discussing minutes and resting Giannis, and if you've got a big enough lead and you have a one seed, you know. 
at what point do you start saying, well, you know, we're going to monitor some additional minutes. We want to make sure we have fresh legs going into the postseason. I mean, I know they've done that periodically throughout the season. Coach Budenholzer has been pretty good with that. But at what point do you really start paying attention to something like that? Well, I think it could get really interesting this year with the, do you rest the guy? Do you sit? Like you said, are the, the Bucks are really far ahead and have that one seed locked up, which is obviously, you know, still hopeful. There's a lot, a lot of games still to play. But with all the 70 win season talk, you know, that's when it's going to get interesting, I think, is like, are the Bucks still going to push to win games in the last five, six games of the year if they have things locked up? Because they could be looking at a historic number if they can, you know, there's been 73 wins by Golden State. They lost in the championship. The 95-96 Bulls had 72 wins. They won the championship. Does that number matter? And I think that's when, in my opinion, load management might become a very interesting story because no one on the Bucks is playing high minutes. The Bucks don't even have a guy in the top 65 in the entire league in minutes, which is absurd to have the best record and not be playing guys big minutes. It just shows how efficient they've been. But if they rest guys late in the year because they're in a good spot, you know, that could be a good, an interesting conversation in terms of, you know, setting a regular season win record or not. Um, I I wanted to ask you about uh, Bledsoe and Middleton because Middleton has been playing really, really good basketball, so is Bledsoe. Uh, but the question that hangs out there, and I know it's on everybody's mind, is is we look at Bledsoe and we're going to be judging him now by what he does in the postseason, correct? Is, is he feeling that pressure at all? Because he's having a really good season, but is he feeling that pressure at all or knows that that's looming? No, you're right. I, I mean, he's he's been open about it. He knows he hasn't played his best basketball in the playoffs, and I think that you're right. The This upcoming postseason is going to be big for him, but I would say that from watching him this entire season, you know, I've not seen him, I think, even in his years in Phoenix in the past or since he's been with the Bucks, have as solid of a year where you just feel like he truly understands his role, has been able to be consistent, has been able to have when Middleton went off the other night and had 51 Bledsoe quietly had 34 points and 10 assists or 12 assists. Um, and I think that he really just, again, is that role piece on this team that fits so well. And if he continues to have that defensive mindset, he was a first-team all-NBA defensive player last year. If he can keep that mindset, just be a pest defensively for this Bucks team, that is, you know, they're going to they're gonna go as their defense goes, I think, at, when it comes to the – conference finals and the finals i mean that's going to be what they hang their hat on and bledsoe is an elite elite guard defender so if he can continue to do that i think that you know he is what he needs to be for this team what do you think john horse is thinking right now (laughs) i think he's thinking boy we're in a good spot yeah he doesn't have to stress about a thing you know i do i think that people got to call him and i and i think that uh, the way the bucks are playing you're just you're not you're not worried about anything you're just i think listening and seeing what, what people are talking about and what they want to give you. <laughs> hey, can I ask you something? And the, the, I'm not putting words in his mouth by any stretch of the imagination, but do you find all of this Giannis's leaving talk just stupid? <laughs> I really do. I mean, they've done everything he's wanted them to do. They're on on pace to to set records when it comes to winning as a franchise. They, they, they are the top team in the NBA. I mean, all the things that uh, he wanted done, they've done. Uh, you know, if they win a championship, come on. I mean, this is ridiculous at this point, isn't it? If Look, you're the best player in the league, and you're 25 years old, you've won an MVP, and everyone wants you, I, would, I expect people to say, he's leaving, he's going, if you're a fan of another team. 
And, you know, the truth is, like you said, this is a guy who has done everything right, said everything right to this point. And truthfully, the guys that I've been around, like Giannis, like Kevin Durant, that ended up leaving Oklahoma City, other guys that left where they were currently at that were superstars like that and knew they had a pending free agency ahead of them, they actually truly didn't make a decision and didn't know a lot of times until that summer came. And so I think, yeah, there's a lot of fan talk, and I think it's fun to discuss and debate why and why not something might happen. But I think the truth is it's Giannis's job. It's Kevin Durant's job. It's Kyrie Irving's job to – See what's out there to, to listen and to be and and make a decision. So I just don't even think a lot of times these guys do know. Even though I think we we want to say I know he knows what he's doing, but I don't even know that they do sometimes. Always good to chat, my friend. I look forward to it. Wednesday night, we're going to be at Good City Brewing again. Pat Connaughton, who is actually going to be in the dunk contest, is going to be joining us. So this Wednesday, six to seven, you and I are back together, and I'll see you then. Okay. I'll see you then. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Talk to you then. There you go. Steve Novak joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.